This episode is brought to you by Pure Spectrum CBD. Sirak and I have been taking CBD and we are loving it. I'm holding the tincture right now. Talin, can you open your mouth, please? Now? Yeah, I'm going to give you a dosage. <laughs> now keep it there for 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. While she does that, let me tell you the great benefits of CBD for PCOS. Studies show it reduces cortisol, mm. improves insulin sensitivity, mm -hmm. reduces inflammation, you can go to PureSpectrumCBD.com now to order and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, at checkout for 20% off. Natalia, hold it for 30 seconds longer while the sisters enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy-free. I'm Talin, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. How do you like that garden, Tyne? You like staring at that right now? I can't wait to pull a carrot out of that dirt. <laughs> Sisters, we have turned our patio into basically a farm. Mm -hmm. We have upgraded are the flowers into now vegetables there are like three yeah. tubs we got those huge tubs from home depot mm -hmm. and like some buckets big metal buckets mm -hmm. and there are basically now lettuce kale broccoli carrots <laughs> onions so many onions uh what are the other things called I, what swiss chard swiss chards there's everything in the patio right now and i cannot wait till they grow up because i want to taste I want farm-to-table dinners. Oh, my gosh. The other day, my parents came over for dinner, and Sirak picked a pepper off of one of oh, the yeah, plants. Yeah, peppers, too. Walked up to the dinner table. It was like, farm-to-table, ladies and gentlemen. That's and right. And we all shared one pepper. <laughs> and then we charged them $200 for the dinner. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like that's how farm-to-table dinners Seriously. are. It's always They're always so expensive, even though it's like, I thought the whole point of farming to and use money. to save money, but you know. When it comes to whatever serving other people. I am really excited, though. Yeah. It is so gorgeous. We got rid of some of the clutter that was cluttering the patio. Yeah. You know me and clutter. There was this huge tree that I made Sirak <laughs> get rid of. Yeah, there's like, we got this tree about like a year ago. I mean, the tree was like we, $25. We talked about it on the podcast did, right? in one of like the very first episodes. That's true. We yeah, did. it was. Because we really liked it. Valentine's Day, and you didn't get me. You got me flowers. They didn't come in time. So then I said, I want a tree. <laughs> a flower yeah. tree. The flowers didn't show up on time. Yeah. What kind of a flower company is that, by the way? I'm on Valentine's Day. And then I got a whole tree inside. But the tree, it basically blossomed one time. It was like very pretty, pink, and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And then ever since that first month, it's been just like blah. It's like, just in the way now. It's yeah. not pretty. So, so basically, I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I was able to replant it somewhere else. You know, I transferred it to a better home exactly. for itself. Exactly. You know, somewhere where it can grow and sustain itself. Where there's less wind. Yeah. not It's not going to happen on our patio. I'm sorry. Yeah. So now we have all these plants. Yeah. I mean, going off of that, though, I would really suggest to people, like, try growing some stuff in your backyard or in your mm -hmm. balcony. Like, we don't have a backyard. We live in a condo, so we, we use our patio. So, like, try to do the same thing yourself. Like, find, like, a place... You can plant just one, like one bucket. That's like it's twenty dollars for the. We'll get one of these big metal buckets. It is, yeah. Get some dirt. Plant some kale. Seeds. Is soup kale is the one of the easiest things to grow because it it's hardy. So much better when you grow it yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not like as bitter. So much more um, flavorful and crunchy and yeah. just like much better than the grocery store where it's kind of wilted. For honestly. sure, yeah, yeah. Farm to table, ladies. And it's a great like <laughs> it's a great um project like. 
and you have to be patient with the plants you know let them grow just like you have to be patient with yourself and your mm-hmm. pcs journey right it all comes together like i love it be patient with the plants grow it look at it as a symbol for your own health like that's how with each day it gets the the plants get bigger and so, mm-hmm. so and your journey gets better kind of a thing i used to do one-on-one coaching calls mm-hmm. and i had a patient who was actually like all the way in um, Africa and she had her own farm and she was growing like pesticide free vegetables for herself mm-hmm. and I was helping her like virtually and stuff and I just remember she was like telling me about it and I thought it was so cool because she used it as a means to help her heal her PCOS journey or or maybe you know not only is it healthy for you but like psychologically it, yeah. like you said you know growing something taking care of it just like yourself taking care of yourself exactly I don't understand I'm looking at the volume board what? on the podcast. You know, I have a, my f- computer down here. And I'm seeing the volume board. Why is your volume so much lower than mine? I'm talking Why? directly into the mic. Sisters, let us know on Instagram if <laughs> if I'm sometimes louder than time. I'm like your voice is like a couple of waves lower than mine. I don't know. Maybe because you're you have a male voice and it just resonates differently. How dare you? People like my voice. They say it's yeah, soothing. They do love your voice. That's <laughs> why it needs to be higher. It's soothing. Not my animalistic voice. No. A beast. No. <laughs> Move the mic away from you then. You're right. There okay. You go. Scissors. So uh, that's our little rant in the beginning of the podcast. But uh, today's episode is going to be the, you know, the five biggest mistakes that uh, people make with PCOS uh, when trying to lose weight. You know, there's so many different like suggestions out there so many like restrictive tips and so many things that people first see online when it comes to losing weight with pcos that a lot of them unfortunately are are, like big mistakes you don't want to rush into anything you don't want to find something on google that you think is the best for you you want to kind of like do some research first and so we kind of have some five things for you uh five uh, biggest biggest mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely done all five. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get so, there, uh, just a reminder, it is PCOS Awareness Month. Oh, yes. Which is why we're talking about big, important topics like this. But if you're following us on Instagram, we're doing a giveaway every single day of the month for PCOS Awareness Month. In oh, September, yeah. every day, we're doing a giveaway. So today, before this podcast, we did a live mm-hmm. and we actually did a game. So on the live, we said... Uh, who was the first person we ever interviewed on the podcast? And someone answered Dr. Nirvana. To all our podcast fans, you know this. And They won Ovacetol. Yeah, they got a three-month supply of Ovacetol, so that was really fun. Yeah, so stay tuned. You know, with our posts and everything, we're always announcing what the giveaway is going to be and yeah. how to win it. Yeah, make sure you follow us on PCOS.WeightLoss for all that stuff. That's right. So let's get into this uh, podcast. Babe, why don't you start with... The, the first biggest mistake that people make with PCOS weight loss. So the first mistake, and I really think this is the very first, mm-hmm. is when you're diagnosed, you feel like you should blame yourself and you think that it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. It literally happens instantly. Like it's somehow like a natural reaction because, you know, it's your body and you, you, you know, you just like want to find something to blame. I felt like I blamed myself about PCOS, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially when you're overweight, like I was overweight and I was, and you feel like people look at you and judge you because, you know, when people look at overweight people, they often think 
um, it's their fault or they've yeah. been eating chips all day. And yeah. like, what the heck? Like, that's not what's happening, especially with PCOS. Mm-hmm. I was eating salads all day, like for <laughs> contrary, yeah. like, um, so, but anyways, you kind of, because you don't know what's going on with your body, you almost like believe that person yeah. and you're like, I'm doing everything wrong. It's my fault. And it probably starts at the doctor's office too. Like when you go to the doctor's office to be diagnosed with PCOS, unfortunately, a lot of doctors, they target your weight and yeah. you as a person for the reason for this. Yeah. Like they say, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to go on yeah. diet. They don't even look at you as a person to consider what other factors there may be underneath this whole like issue with PCOS? I mean, if it was just because of weight, then everyone who's overweight would have PCOS, every woman. So like, obviously it's not because of weight. Like it is a combination of genetics, environment, um, uh, triggers and so on. Like they really just don't know exactly what causes PCOS, but it's not your fault. Like it's a series of circumstances that brings you to a point now it's up to you to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's in your hands, but you didn't like drop the ball on life and this like happened to you as a result. Like it exactly. just happens. Yeah. And right? it's important to understand that and empower yourself with knowledge. Yeah. Like you don't want to one uh, after, you know, learning about PCS, you don't want to like blame yourself. But second, you also want to empower yourself and start to learn and get more knowledgeable about PCO so you can go get on the right path. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, when we feel bad about, about ourselves and we, we, we feel pity and we just we're down, it doesn't really get us to the next step of getting better until we just, you know, they say, okay, I'm going to empower myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn. I'm going to take the first step. I'm not going to wait for a doctor or someone to like push me. I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. Not only will that, will that help you in general, but also it'll shield you from that negativity. So when somebody says something like, um, you know, like you're eating too much or like you need to cut calories or like all this nonsense, thinking that that's why you're gaining weight, then you'll have the knowledge to be like, actually I have a metabolic issue that's, you know, triggering this PCOS And, you know, my cells are doing this and I have a lot of inflammation and I'm trying to reduce it so that I can be less um, insulin resistant and burn up what I'm eating better and take that. Like, you know, don't judge me. Like there's a series of like a weird thing. It's almost like we have to do the opposite of what other people are doing to lose weight. We have to exercise um, in a certain way that's like slower paced and more relaxed. We have to eat enough to like move our metabolism, but um, still like gluten and dairy free and, you know, lower carb. I mean, it's just different than what other people are doing. So when you know what works, then you can tell the other person and maybe they can learn instead of judge you. Exactly. Yeah. And to start, you know, where can you start to learn, to get knowledgeable, to empower yourself? Honestly, there are great resources like on Instagram, including ours on our page, PCS.WeightLoss. We go over many information, many informational tips mm-hmm. on stories, but especially this podcast too. Like we go over all these, all these episodes, we go into detail. You know, if you're new, we go into like metformin. We go into like, should we cut calories, cut carbs? Should we do this? It's all like covered for you in detail. So we really like implore you to go ahead and like explore our list of podcast episodes and just try to learn from there. Try to learn from other podcasts if you can find them too just you know get knowledgeable it's not gonna don't try to cram everything into your brain in one day because it's not gonna yeah. you're not gonna be able to sustain that it needs to be a slow process where you're trying to understand it and not just cram it in so the second thing mm-hmm. is believing that birth control will cure pcos yeah 
I believe you can also add metformin to this, right? Sure. Like basically believing that birth control or metformin or one of these like prescription drugs are just going to fix all of the problems. Yeah. Why don't you recommend this, babe? It's because metformin, I mean, birth control masks your symptoms mm-hmm. and it's not really fixing it. Like you really don't know to what degree of PCOS you have because of birth control because you probably don't have that many symptoms until you get off until you decide to have babies, until you decide you don't want to be on birth control anymore, and then everything comes back with a vengeance. And we talked about this with Dr. Jolene Brighton in Mm -hmm. that one episode. Episode 40. Yes. And she talks about how the birth control pill can, um, you know, mask all your symptoms and, you know, make insulin resistance worse and And trigger thyroid issues after you get off. Yeah, there are so many symptoms of post-birth control syndrome. Yeah including like neurological and physical symptoms that like lead to like fatigue, uh, depression, so many more symptoms there. We, we covered it on episode 40. So like as time mentioned, like birth control, it can mask the issues so that when you get off of it, all the issues just coming, come back running. Not to mention, you, you don't want to wait until you're pregnant or until you want to uh, have a baby mm-hmm. to start fixing your issues. So a lot of times, you know, when you're like 18, 19, you get diagnosed with PCOS, the doctor says here just take birth control don't worry about it when you want to have a baby we'll think about it then that's really the wrong way to go about it because all the issues are just going to get worse like an avalanche over time and then by the time in 10 years when you want to have a baby all the symptoms are now worse and then you get off of birth control and now you're stuck um trying to resolve this whole issue while trying to get pregnant yeah whereas you could have done that 10 years ago Uh or over the 10 year period so that when you want to get period... Or even while you were on the pill, yeah. if you choose to be on the pill, you can still do all these things. Correct. That's very correct mm-hmm. as well. Like Dr. Julian Brighton talked about it on the podcast too. Like what you can do still if you're on birth control, what can you do day to day to make sure your PCOS symptoms are, are okay? So yeah, don't just... Let's let's not just jump to, you know, birth control and metformin without doing the proper, I guess, research and making sure mm-hmm. that you've uh, approached all the diet and lifestyle changes that are appropriate for you. Right. I've seen some great results by going, well, okay. I want to mention that like people go on birth control often because they have ovarian cysts mm-hmm. and that kind of helps with like resolving that issue. But I've seen some great results with changing your diet, taking ovacetol, you know, improving egg quality and ovulation with ovacetol in conjunction mm-hmm. with diet change can also you know, reduce cysts and have them disappear. So if you choose that, like, you know, you don't want to mask it with birth control, you can go that route and try to resolve it. I've seen it. You know, it's great. There aren't like direct research studies on it. I just want to point that out. But (laughs) I have literally seen it and it happened to me. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, check out episode 40 for more details. And we do also have an episode on metformin if you want to hear the pros and cons of that. So check those out. Mm -hmm. So going to number three. Uh, the, the third biggest mistake that people make with PCOS weight loss is working out more. You know, that whole myth, oh, if you want to lose weight, just work out harder, work out longer, burn more calories. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here to tell you that is a huge myth. Lies. It's a bad idea. It's only going to make symptoms worth, worse, such as insulin resistance, adrenal mm-hmm. fatigue, and much more. So, like... Many times, like, where, like, women with PCOS, they're thrown into, like, these crazy circuit training, like, with kickboxing or with HIIT. That's true. HIIT, also known as high-intensity interval training. You know, we're thrown into these, you're thrown into these, like, workout regimes that that basically push you into, like, that whole, quote-unquote, working hard as as possible. 
And like Talia, in our experience, it didn't work for her, right? Definitely not. I was working out like crazy. And of course, it all stemmed from blaming myself for having PCOS. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so lazy. Let me work out even harder. And then, you know, kickboxing every day, like I mentioned, running on the treadmill all the time and having like a really disciplined like workout regimen. And it certainly made things absolutely worse. My cravings were worse. Like I could literally eat so much carbs because of all of that as a result and we talk about um how you know we have a podcast episode about working out and how like yeah very recently cause like your um insulin resistance to get worse because if you do high intensity long workouts you're pumping sugar into your bloodstream and we're insulin resistant so we can't burn it up and then that just makes our insulin resistance worse and our weight doesn't go down and yeah. we crave things after our workouts and we're moody because our stress hormones are high. Yeah. And when you do the slow weighted workout approach, which we've created, Tyne and I, mm-hmm. when you do that workout approach, it actually helps to pick up the sugars in your bloodstream, which will therefore help with your insulin resistance. The complete opposite effect of what intense workouts can do. And another way it's helpful is that slow workouts... Um, instead of doing the whole crazy workout, slow workouts will, will actually help keep your stress hormones lower at a longer, for longer periods of time and help you lose more weight. The reason with, uh, with intense workouts is that you actually increase your stress hormones with intense workouts, like cortisol levels go up. And then unfortunately, because of the hormonal imbalances with PCOS, you're not able to lower back down the stress hormones as easily. So they stay elevated for days and then you wake up feeling agitated, you wake up feeling like you haven't recovered, you can't get out of bed. It's just like all these different symptoms of inflammation are coming into place and that leads to weight plateau, weight gain. And you know, if you're if you're trying if you're doing hit kickboxing, these kinds of workouts, and you're not seeing results, or maybe you're seeing the opposite of what you want to see, this could be the reason why. So mm-hmm. we really suggest maybe switching it out if it's not working for you and doing more slow weighted workouts. That's right. And yeah, we have a um we have episodes about that as well. If you want to know more and more details about how to work out, definitely check out our library. All right, the fourth, fourth one. one, cutting out all your carbs at once. Yeah. Okay, I did this. You and did? I vividly remember it. Yeah, it was like one day it lasted because it was so hard. I decided I wasn't going to eat any carbs that day. And I remember I was a freshman in college uh-huh. and I had, you know, salad all day, whatever. And by the time it was nighttime, I could eat an entire box of cereal like I was starving for carbs and obviously like when you cut something out cold turkey like that that's what happens but I I mean it didn't help my PCOS like it made me aggravated and made me crave worse and then I resorted to artificial sweeteners I would like add them to my water like sweetened water and that made it even worse girl I've fallen into all of the traps okay (laughs) like I vividly remember this, like sitting in my college dorm, laying in my bed, being starving. Really? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that happening. It's a very common thing just to cut out the carbs completely. And then you probably felt so hungry. Yeah. And then you probably ended up like cookies um, and cereal. Yeah, I want craving I cereal things in like my that. Room. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't know about Avastol back no, then? No, I did not. Yeah. That lasted one day. I don't know how anyone does it any longer than one day. Yeah. So don't get tempted into just like cutting your carbs out. Like I know there's a lot of popular diets out there that talk about a low carb diet, like, you know, like a keto diet and things like that. While these may be beneficial for you, Mm -hmm. you don't want to completely like be like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this diet. I'm not going to have any carbs. You want to just find the range that works for you. Like in our, in the sisterhood, 
we, we help you walk through through the stages to help you find your carb tolerance. You know, like mm-hmm. like we, we usually say, you know, you start with like 125 to 150 grams of carbs and then lower it until you find a level that's right for you. You know, like, like that's very helpful in kind of finding the level. But in the sisterhood, we go in more depth for you. We kind of like highlight what to try, what to do, the different kinds of things you can do to kind of find your carb range. And then we even have recipes based specifically on your carb range just for you. Mm-hmm. And you could always update your carb range and get new recipes too. So yeah, it takes time to finding your carb range. So we don't say cut it all out at once. Instead, try try with the level and try reducing it to see what's the right level. Yeah, and I just feel like the reason why we cut it all at once is because we're so frustrated and we just want to find one simple solution. So we jump head first into something like cutting your you know keto. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, fine. I'll just cut it all out. Like it's yeah. a lot easier than swapping out like for gluten-free foods and stuff like that. It, like takes no thinking. You just yeah. cut it all out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also like so, carbs are looked at as this evil thing. Yeah. You know? Everyone's hating on carbs and. Yeah. Whereas like carbs are beneficial sisters. Like you need carbs for your mental, um, mental energy. Like your brain runs on carbs and sugars. Your brain needs carbs. Your your body needs carbs to do the workout. Your body your needs carbs. Need yeah, carbs. Your, everything. The stress hormones that are released when you cut out carbs oh, affect yeah. you. Yeah. You know, you produce more stress hormones instead of progesterone, things like that. So you ovulate. Yeah, exactly. So you want to like, obviously, we're not saying, oh, just have a shit load of carbs and you'll be fine. It's Instead, we're just saying like, don't just cut it all at once and f- just instead find the range that f- works for you. Don't get stuck in this whole um restrictive i have to be restrictive of something it's no you don't have to be yeah. you just have to find what's right for you it's really an individual pcos is so individual yeah. you have to be really in tune with yourself you know and and be aware of what's working what isn't working and not forcing yourself to do something that isn't working yeah you know some silly diet or even if like going gluten-free isn't working for you like don't force yourself after like trying it for a month you know exactly. what i mean Exactly. Do what's best. Exactly. Number five. All right. Uh, number five is a great one. I love this one. It's uh, it's basically don't just focus on supplements instead of your diet and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So don't think that you can just take a supplement like, for example, Ovacetol or like apple cider vinegar or multivitamin or anything and think that that is the only solution for your PCOS. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, sisters, it's not. There's a, there, it, it's more complicated than that. You need to have your diet and lifestyle basically be consistent and like improving so that these supplements make a difference. That's right. So if you're taking supplements, it'll help with preventing your symptoms from getting worse probably, but it's not going to reverse it if you're not doing a full whole body approach to yeah. it. So of course it takes time though. Like it took me so much time to figure out how to reverse my symptoms years because I'm like, this didn't work. That didn't work. You know, next. And then the next year I'd figure out how to work out. And then the next year I'd figure out another supplement that helps me. And it just like layers on together. You have to be, it's like a quest for health. You know (laughs) what I mean? You're on a quest. And like, like for example, with Ovacetol. So if, if you're still like, let's say eating the wrong stuff, maybe you're having too many, uh, too many carbs or too many something like your, your meals aren't, uh, as healthy as they should be well ovacetol can only do so much like time mentioned like ovacetol will help with insulin resistance but if you're having the wrong foods or eating the wrong portions 
then there's only so much that the Ovastol can help with insulin resistance and your insulin resistance will still be bad. So it's really like, it's like a whole synergy. Like it's like a whole, um, this universe of health is diet, lifestyle, supplements, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably the order if you want to look at your, um, your health of things to change and things to do is you want to look at your first, your diet, and then your lifestyle, and then add on the supplements to fill in the gap to make sure that everything is on point. That's right. Those are my top five biggest mistakes with PCOS weight loss. Yeah. And then we even, so we went and asked you sisters on Instagram, what were the, the five biggest mistakes that you made or what's the biggest mistake that you made while trying to lose weight with PCOS? And we have all your answers. We got it up from Instagram. Why don't you read some? Okay. One of them is crash diets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That comes from that desperate feeling of yeah. like, I have to lose weight and, you know, blaming yourself. And yeah, I think it's so like so much emotion behind it. Yeah, there's like so much fad like diets out there like keto and then like, I don't know, there's like, like the Atkins diet, all this different stuff. They're all different names and it just makes people feel more comfortable when they're doing a certain thing, which is why we really like the gluten and dairy free option instead more because it doesn't restrict you into one of these diets you know it doesn't make you become keto it doesn't make you do whatever like veg like uh, atkins or it doesn't make you do one of these specific diets instead it just helps you remove the inflammatory um, foods and the foods that are causing your insulin resistance to go up basically yeah Someone says keto diet, very restrictive, didn't lose any weight and got me downhill since then. Yeah, that's an example of exactly what I just said right there. Pushing myself um, so hard and not listening to my body because I was just, I mean, because I just wanted to lose weight. Yeah, that's a good point because I think I'm just talking off in this episode. Anyways, uh, so like working hard and not listening to my body. So sisters, when you're working out like crazy, let's say you work out Monday, right? You have a good workout and then it's Tuesday. You feel your body hasn't recovered. You feel you can feel that your body is still not fully recovered from mm-hmm. the last workout. And but you're like, oh, it's workout day. I have to do it. I'm gonna push myself. Well, guess what happens? Your body is in a state of recovery. And now when you do your workout now, it's now thinking, holy shit, we got more on the way. Release the stress hormones. We need to be put into fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Forget recovery. We need to focus on now. We need to survive now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Because of what we talked about earlier, you're not, you're not going to be able to get out of that state for a couple of days. So now you're forcing your body back into the cage, back into this whole like cage yeah this workout thing so now like after the second day in a row your body is now like fully inflamed it's trying its best to recover and it's completely stopped working on the healing properties of your body so this is what we mean by don't push yourself too hard listen to your body because there's a lot of things happening in the background when you're pushing yourself you're putting your body at, at a risk of more issues happening yeah workouts i would kill myself at the gym change my workouts seeing better results yeah someone says not believing that i'm capable of reversing my symptoms someone says believing my doctor when she said there's no other alternative to birth control and metformin that's a lie and that doctor should be slapped in the face that's right i said it oh my god that is that is horrible to hear and any doctor who says that is completely wrong i'm sorry like you don't need to you, i'm sorry but you, you, in the face. you don't need a doctorate's degree to know that birth control and whatever else and, that metformin. Pers- and metformin is the only solution like that is so stupid 
That is so freaking stupid of that doctor to say. And I've never been so adamant about something. That doctor is stupid. I'm sorry. There's so many more. You've had, sisters, you've listened to our podcast for how long? You've had, we've had all these um, doctors and gynecologists that have shown you different options. And these, this doctor saying that is just uneducated. I'm sorry. Gosh darn Look it. Look at the volume right now. I know, You're the volume. You're blowing out people's ears. You're like, so beyond. Makes me so capacity. mad to hear that. Oh my God. Some, oh my God, I'm scared to read the next one. We'll read Someone said not taking the dairy-free and gluten-free diet. Seriously, I've been dairying gluten-free for a month now and feel so good. Well, that's great. And we love hearing that. But again, you don't have to take it so serious that like anytime you have it, you're feeling bad. That's the one thing we say is there's no such thing as a cheat meal. There's no such thing as an off day. It's just if you have it, don't worry about it. Just focus on the next day or the next meal, whatever you want, and just move forward. Like there's no reason to put yourself down. It's always about consistency (laughs) and not perfection. Strict dieting, torturing myself, which caused deficiencies of vitamins. Hmm. See, that's awful. Yeah, don't torture yourself, ladies. Thinking calories are the only thing that matters actually made me gain more weight cutting calories trying to eat only a thousand calories a day because i thought that would help me lose weight oh my gosh i did that oh wow that's so low but then again it only lasted one day because that is just not my vibe that is crazy to do i was working out so hard too oh yeah Um, doing both sides of things listen to my doctor about metformin and birth control that's like half of these stickers yeah and again like we're not saying that you shouldn't take birth control and metformin we're not saying that oh my gosh obviously if that is a, the option that's working for you, go for it. What we're saying is that there are more options available. And when the doctor tells you the first thing you should do is birth control and metformin, they're doing you a disservice because there is information you can learn about making the diet and lifestyle changes that will maybe uh, most probably make you not have to take that shit. Yeah. You know, like why take that shit if you can do something that's natural that will prevent you from putting artificial hormones and artificial stuff into your body like that's all we're saying we're not saying it's wrong to take it it's just saying explore your other options your option someone says listening to my gyno and in return developing bulimia for years see this is what happens when we don't touch on um, eating disorders enough but it's true because once you you're diagnosed you're scared you're blamed and then you're told to cut all your calories and carbs and work out more because you're just this lazy fool that like gained all this weight and got pcos which is not true, but not like true. that's how it feels. That's how other and people. And then yeah. it triggers you. Oftentimes, it triggers to have an eating disorder because now you have this like awful relationship with food. Yeah. You're scared to eat. You don't know what to eat. Every time you eat, you gain twenty pounds. It seems, you know, and your gyno's blaming you and like pointing the finger. So then a lot of sisters develop eating disorders as a result. And, you know, I don't encourage you to like go gluten and dairy free without supervision if you have an eating disorder. But um, you can certainly like work with someone to change your mindset around food and start to realize that, you know, food's not the enemy. It's actually going to heal you. It's actually going to be what reverses your symptoms more than anything else. So it's important to develop a really healthy relationship with it as you go on your healing journey like even while i'm gluten and dairy free like i'll still have a little bit of cheese like i still want to you know enjoy 
my life like when I feel like it and not feel scared of food that it's going to do something to me like yeah okay I'm going to get acne or whatever but like if I have it once it's going to be okay and I know my balance um that's true but but that takes time and mental practice yeah I think that's perfectly said babe like if you have if you have a history of eating disorders please work one-on-one with with a dietitian so they can guide you in the best way possible because again this is all individualized it should be individualized and if you're uh, a, a individual with that kind of an issue there's uh, nothing to be ashamed of it's just it's best to work with a dietitian one-on-one just to make sure you're on the right path with your with your condition yeah okay i'm done reading them because they're all literally what we mentioned in this podcast okay well i'm <laughs> glad we mentioned the things that um you know is People common. Are struggling with yeah, yeah common so i hope that really helps and you know just make sure sisters like like these five mistakes that we mentioned like you're kind of aware of them and you're really like making sure that you're not like um stuck in like a trap or stuck in that these one of these the five mindset, mistakes yeah. yeah just try to expand mm-hmm. the mindset to kind of um, approach it differently than these five yeah. mistakes open your mind approach it with it appro- approach managing pcos with an open mind so that you can try new things yeah stop doing things that don't work for you and try new things that might work for you you know exactly all right What's next, babe? So next, uh, the next segment of the podcast, our fa- one of our favorite news segments, is reading a question from the PCOS hotline. Mm-hmm. So we normally play uh, a voicemail, but today we thought, oh, you know what? We also get text messages to the hotline. We want to read one of the questions that we just got the other day. Uh, the question was, hi, I wanted to ask if, en- if energy drinks are okay for women with PCOS. It's actually a question that I haven't seen too often. I think it's a great question babe why don't you um give your give your idea on That's energy drinks that's a great drinks. question so i know so many of us struggle with fatigue but of course you know t- having coffee or those energy drinks with all those chemicals and caffeine in it is really not going to heal it and it's actually going to c- continue driving this cycle of fatigue which is essentially happening because when you drink these drinks and stimulate your cortisol and stress hormones, you're really dysregulating them and they won't come back down so that you can sleep good at night and so mm-hmm. that you can have like a restful sleep and then wake up energized. So basically you want your cortisol to be high in the morning and then like slowly lower, like and be low at night so that you can sleep better. And having caffeinated drinks and these chemicals is not helping definitely not helping and especially if you're taking them before a workout which often i see like pre-workout drinks because you know you want to have like a more intense workout but it's really you don't need that and you can do a slow weighted workout and not need to be like you know jumping up and down with an energy drink yeah and it's just that cortisol spike is not going to help you yeah (laughs) and like even before a workout or just in general with the day like your diet really plays a big part in your energy levels. Mm-hmm. So like if you're not having the right diet with the proper levels of, you know, like protein, carbs and healthy fats. And if you're not following that, then you're going to get tired very easily throughout the day. You're going to want to crave a, a cup of coffee or an energy drink. And it's just not going to really fully help you. It might help you for the next 30 minutes. But I'm sure many of you, have, many of you have experienced after that 30 minutes, you crash and you want another one. Yeah. And another one. And that's not going to really help you in the long term. And it's just going to eventually just keep you addicted to whatever you're drinking. So, yeah, with energy drinks, we don't really recommend it. And they also have like 
a lot of like um uh, harmful ingredients in there like some of these energy drinks have like these yeah. like uh, artificial flavorings oh, they have like these different color uh ad- additives to make it look a certain way to make it taste a certain way mm-hmm. they have like these uh, harmful ingredients like acosulfame potassium which is really bad for long-term consumption mm-hmm. and your like ner- nervous system yeah your nervous system not to mention they, ha- they have a crap load of like added sugar to them and just the caffeine alone in them is bad yeah. so just um yeah i like, don't recommend yeah. at all instead what i like to do like if i'm really fatigued um which i don't experience anymore but i used to take a nap or Go on a walk and don't do an intense workout or don't work out at all. Just like go on a walk, relax. You know, maybe you don't need that extra stimulation because oftentimes it's because we're overstimulated that our adrenal glands give up and Mm -hmm. we don't have energy because, you know, we're not even being pumped like cortisol to be awake enough. You know what I mean? So just like relax, meditate, go on a walk, don't do the workout, Um, you know, take a moment to yourself instead. Beautifully Try said. to reverse it. Beautifully said. If that's a word, I don't know. Thanks. Alrighty. So now we're going to move on to the last part of the podcast. I feel like we have like six segments. Bro. I know. We it's really so do. fun. I wish we had like theme music. <laughs> what I promise you, sisters, one day when this podcast becomes a whole studio and it's upgraded with new equipment and we have like a full desk and a soundboard, I'm going to make it so freaking good. <laughs> I'm going to have like different sounds coming in for each segment. I'm going to have like crazy. I just want you to know, I am working on making this the best freaking podcast there is. Not Aww. just for PCOS, but in the whole world. And In the whole it's world. It's all for you, sisters. Like I cannot wait to make this better <laughs> and better. I feel like it's my duty. It is. To improve the quality. As the supportive mister. Yes. All right. <laughs> now read the win. <laughs> Do you want to read it or should I read it? Um, you read, read it, babe. Okay, I'll read you it. You read it. Okay. Uh, this is the win of the week, which is a sister that we've picked from the sisterhood uh, who is managing her PCOS like a boss, losing weight, and basically is uh, managing her symptoms. All right. Exocelli says, going gluten and dairy-free has helped me so much. On top of taking inositol, a very much-needed bonus, I and going on my daily walks, Tomorrow will mark a month of being gluten and dairy free and I've lost 12 pounds. My periods have also been regularly coming, which is super amazing since I'm always, I've always had to use birth control or Provera to start them. Metformin wouldn't even work. I would never have imagined seeing such great and effective results. I'm forever grateful for you and especially for, and then she tags her friend, who introduced me to your page as well as being the only person for leading, I mean, as well as been my go-to person for leading a healthier lifestyle. Can you read today? I'm sorry. I just (laughs) faded on the page. (laughs) That's great. This is actually from Instagram, not the sisterhood, but great job to Exo Chelly for your great progress. You know, it's like, from what she said, it sounds like she tried these different things like birth control and like metformin didn't even work for her. And like, really, we applaud you on keeping on trying and doing these different things because, you know, it's so hard. We, you try one thing uh, and then like it doesn't work for you. You try something that doesn't work for you and like you feel defeated. But the fact that to all the sisters who just stand back up and keep going and to the sisters who get knocked down, we implore you to get back up just just like this sister because she was able to. Find a way that worked for her even after previous things that didn't work. So just keep on trying. We hope this really inspires you yes. to always find new things. 
Yes, I hope this was a great motivational podcast for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The podcast itself, I think, is great. Like the five mistakes. feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get diagnosed, I don't know personally, obviously, but I I feel for most sisters Mm -hmm. that when you get diagnosed, like these are the probably the biggest mistakes that they've that they've made yeah and it's only um it's like only normal to make these mistakes i made all of them and so has everyone else that responded to this sticker so frankly it's just the avenue that we're always let down when we're um diagnosed with pcos because i feel like there aren't enough resources out there and so hopefully we can change that narrative with the sisterhood and we can provide this amazing opportunity for sisters to learn and feel empowered and actually do something like actionable steps to do something about their pcos rather than hear about some wishy-washy research that doesn't even tell them like if something could work or not work or whatever like we're trying to guide you in a direction that will help you exactly and I think that's great what you said. If you've made these mistakes, don't feel bad because Talia has made all five of them herself, <laughs> right? And we are here now. Yeah. It's fine. All right. So I think that's the podcast episode. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, PCOS.WeightLoss, for all of our giveaways and everything. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, but also to our YouTube channel because we are now posting lives on the YouTube channel. We're doing Q&As and posting them on the YouTube so you can watch them from beginning to end anytime mm-hmm. you want. And yeah, we're going to bring more content to YouTube as well, like little fun things. So make sure you subscribe there as well. Yes. Enjoy, sisters. Yes. All right. Bye, sisters, and have a great week. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.